This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that this is the time every single week, whenever we do the show in this time slot, which is rare sometimes, where I give you what I learned this week on TikTok. So it's a fun little segment. Do you got the music there, Julian? Please hit it when ready. Uh, Look, I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But it is because I learn so much in the process. So we've crafted this little segment where we give some airtime to the people working on the show, reward them by quizzing them on both useless but interesting information that I learned this week on TikTok. So how it works, very simple. I'll give either Julian or Chantel four pieces of information, one of which is completely true. Something that I learned on TikTok and then later went on my own time and and researched to make sure it was actually true. But three pieces of information are completely made up. So we will uh, give them the chance to see if they can uh, correctly identify what's true and what is fake news, as they say. So Julian, Chantel, uh, how are we going to do it today? Who's batting leadoff in the uh, – who's batting leadoff for you guys uh, on what I learned on TikTok this week? I'm batting leadoff. All right, Chantel. Uh, are you confident? Are you feeling good? I'm about confident. I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Okay. All right, here we go, uh, Chantel. Number one, Chiquita, the banana people. They have made the stickers that go on the bananas not just edible, but the glue that makes them sticky actually tastes like a banana. Number two, Walter Camp, who is largely credited with inventing football, and Dr. James Naismith, who is credited with creating the game of basketball, attended the same high school. Number three, Bluetooth technology was named after a 10th century king, King Harold Bluetooth, who united Denmark and Norway. Or number four, Buzz Aldrin once left a pen on the moon after the first visit. Eugene Cernan, the last moonwalker, found that pen and it still worked. So there you go, four pieces of information, one of which is true and three of which I've just completely made up. Just to recap again, Chiquita Banana, the stickers on the bananas are not only edible, the glue that makes them sticky actually tastes like bananas. Number two, Walter Camp and Dr. James Naismith went to uh, the same high school. Bluetooth technology was named after a 10th century king, King Harold Bluetooth, who united Denmark and Norway. Or number four, Buzz Aldrin left a pen on the moon and Eugene Cern in the last moonwalker found it and it still worked. Great. Okay, how do you feel? Still confident? I I am kind of confident because all of them sound made up. Okay, that's the way we like it. Yeah, so the first one with the bananas, Mm -hmm. totally not true. Can't be true. Um, Also the one with the man on the moon, he dropped something. What did you say? No, he left a pen on the moon. He did it intentionally, but uh, Eugene Cernan, the last moonwalker, found the pen and it still worked. I don't know. I feel like how many times have we actually gone to the moon? I'm I'm not not sure. sure. Yeah, but I don't think it was more than one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Walter Camp. Okay, Walter Camp and Dr. James Naismith, the football creator, the basketball creator, uh, attended the same high school. Locked in? Yeah, lock it in. No, that's incorrect. I just made that one. I made that one completely up. That was Uh, good. They were were born around the same time, though, so it's it's not inconceivable they would have went to the same high school. But, no, that one's one's made up. So now you have one that you did not cross off the list and two that you absolutely (laughs) crossed off the list right away. And I love when people cross them off off the list right away. But Okay, so. You do what you got to do. Yeah. 
And I see that you're getting more creative as the mm. weeks go by. Yes. Uh, so the next one I'm going to go with is the Bluetooth. Okay. That I'm going to lock in. You're going to lock that one in. The yes. Bluetooth technology was named after King Harold Bluetooth. Yes. Gosh darn it, you're right. I hate when you get them right away. It ruins the segment. Yes, Bluetooth technology was named after a King Harold Bluetooth, which is a very interesting name. He united Denmark and Norway, just like wireless technology united computers and cell phones. So there you go. All right, very good start for, uh, for Chantel. We'll have to see if um, Julian can uh, follow up with his stronger performance. Uh, are you ready, Julian? I am. Okay, here we go. Uh, number one. Platypuses have no nipples, so they sweat milk. Number two, the can opener was invented before the tin can. Number three, 11 British kings have died on the toilet, including one that was shot by a crossbow. And then finally, number four, Gwyneth Paltrow. She has some really weird things that she does. Her favorite treat when she wants to treat herself in terms of a diet is uh, cookies that are made of fish and beets. All right, so to recap again, platypuses, no nipples, they sweat milk. Uh, number two, the can opener was invented before the tin can. Number three, 11 British kings have died on the toilet, including one that was shot by a crossbow. And then number four, Gwyneth Paltrow, her favorite treat is uh, cookies made of fish and beets. So... I'm going to cross two off. All right. right away. Uh, people go with the two, the cross off two policy. All right. So give I'm it to me. Cross off the platypus and okay. the English kings. Okay. And I don't know if it's true, but it sounds true. So I'm going to go with it uh, about Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow locked in. That seems like something she would eat. So we'll it does see. seem like something she did. No, but I made that one completely up. She does not make uh, cookies out of fish and beets. No, that's even too weird for her. Well, cross that one off. Yes, that one's no good. So now you're down to platypuses, the can opener, or British kings. So even though I didn't cross it off, yeah, it didn't seem like it was true. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with it, and I'm gonna okay. go with the uh, can opener. The can opener was invented before the tin can. Yep. Locked in? I locked that one in. No, I also made that one up, too. Yeah, that, that's completely made up. No, the can opener was not invented before the tin can. I was, I was, I was thinking in the line of that the match came after the lighter. Remember that fact that we used uh, probably about a year ago? That the lighter actually invented was invented before the match? So I went with the can opener invented before the tin can. But no, that's not, uh, that is not true. So now you're down to the, the British king, the two that you crossed off almost immediately, I think. The British king, the platypuses and the British kings. Yeah, they both seem, well, one See, of them I know is wrong. Now that we're <laughs> down to two. <laughs> right, yes, um, that is, that's good math. Yes, absolutely one of these is uh, incorrect. So out of the ones that I knew before, I knew it was not true. So out of the two left, I'm going to go with platypuses. Platypuses locked in. Locking it in. Yes, platypuses, no nipples, correct. Yes, so that when they're nursing, they just sweat the milk and the babies just lick them. Uh, all right, there you go. All right, so we got one more to go, I think. Uh, let's see, do I have one more? Okay, this one. Uh, yeah, no, let's do this one. Okay, I was going to give you one where it was only one uh, false fact, that it was three true facts, but let's, uh, let's use this one instead. Uh, and you both can team up on this one. Uh, number one. Jim Brown never won an Oscar himself, but was in two movies that won an Oscar for Best Picture. 
Number two, if you point your key fob at your head, it increases the range for your car. Number three, mice that live in the wild typically only live for two weeks. Or number four, those choose-your-own-adventure books. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember choose-your-own-adventure books. You'd read a book, you'd get to the bottom of the page, and then you could choose to go to one page. or You got to choose-your-own-adventure. Those books were actually created by a dictator. So there you go. Number four, again, uh, Jim Brown never won an Oscar himself, but was in two movies that won for Best Picture. If you point your key fob, your car key fob at your head to like uh, unlock the car, it will increase the range. Number three, mice that live in the wild typically only live for two weeks. Or number four, the choose-your-own-adventure books that some of us grew up with were created by a dictator. Okay. We were deliberating. Yes, deliver. <laughs> this, is, this is like a family feud when you go for the steal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I think we're going to pick two different ones. That's always a stra- smart strategy. Um, I'm going to go with the mice. Okay. And I'm going to lock it in. Lock it in, all right? Julian, what do you got? I'm going to go with the key fob. The key fob, locked in. I will tell you, one of you have nailed it right out of the box, and the winner is Julian. Yes, if you point your key fob, I don't know exactly why, but if you point your key fob at your head, like touch your head with it, it will actually increase the range to either lock or unlock your car. So next time that you're at it, like a big mall or a big shopping plaza or a big parking lot, by all means, just stand around with a key fob pointed at your head. You will not look like a crazy person at all, but it will actually work. So that, my friends, is what I have learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, whether you want it to or not, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get back to the Nick conversation. Also, I got some fights to pick with some people from uh, things that happened in the course of the week. So we'll do that next as well. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Across the board, even with the way that it ended, they, they were all in agreement that they love what happened this year. They're excited for the future. But B, want to change everything. They want to get rid of the coach. They want to get rid of Randall. They want to bring in this guy. They don't want that guy. So it's a little bit, it's a weird kind of mix of those two things. Generally, when you're super excited about the way the season went, you'd, you'd like to see that carry forward to the next year. With the Nick fan base, that's not always the case, but uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number there. We'll get back to the calls in a second. I did want to hit on this before we get out of here because I sometimes forget. Every once in a while, self-criticism is important. And by self, I mean pointing the finger at somebody else. But I do work here at ESPN at ESPN Analytics. I don't know who makes that up. But before the, before the Eastern Conference Finals, they put out a stat according to them, that gave the Heat, I mentioned this earlier, a 3% chance of winning the series. Now, again, I don't know how really numbers work. Math was never my strong suit. Uh, My math, you always have to check my math. And I don't know how algorithms work. I don't know how logarithms work. But I'm sorry. If you have a system that comes up with one professional team only has a 3% chance of winning that there's one team that has a 97% chance of winning. Whoever put that out there should be forced to explain it 
That's part of the criticism of analytics. It's always these nameless, faceless people that put these numbers out there. And when they put numbers out there like this, it kind of damages the reputation of any kind of analysis through numbers. So I'm sorry, if, if you ever have a system where you come up with numbers and it, wow, this really looks off, then you have to scrap it and run it again. Much like Michael Scott, crunch the numbers again, you got to crunch the numbers again. There's no way in any playoff series, unless one team just has, has five guys available and that's it, and they're going to lose the series in a sweep. You can't say that a team has a 3% chance uh, of winning the series. Now, speaking of dumb, there's not, to me, there's nothing more dumb in professional sports that's taken place here in the last mm, like decade or so than power rankings. Nothing as dumb as power rankings, especially NFL power rankings. But since they're out there, I like to look at them. ESPN has our power, I guess the first power rankings of the year. And look, this is completely subjective. This is not based on numbers at all. But they have the Jets 12th, 12th. I think they have them 7th in the AFC, which is like barely making the playoffs. They have, and, and some of the teams ahead of them, Dallas, Miami, you have Miami ahead of the Jets? I'm a Miami fan. I get it. I'm pessimistic, but I don't see how you can have Miami 6th in the NFL, not even in the AFC, in the NFL with a quarterback whose entire career is kind of hinging on the fact of him learning how to fall correctly this offseason so he stops suffering concussions. I don't know. That kind of seems kind of unlikely. So Jet fans, again, power rankings, they're based on absolutely nothing but people's opinions, and we know what the people think of opinions. Jet fans better hope that one is as wrong as uh, the first one about the 3%. Better hope that that's as wrong as the first one because uh, the Jets – if they're the last playoff team in, if you're getting to the end of the season and the Jets are like barely making the playoffs when they had one glaring hole and they had last year, you'd have to say like the worst quarterback play across the board last year and they went out and they gave up what they had to get for Aaron Rodgers and then paid him what they're going to up paying him and that's only good enough to get you to like the last playoff spot in the AFC. Ooh, boy. That is going to make for some interesting times. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the phones here. Let's go to a Jan is in Yonkers. Jan, what's going on, my friend? Hi, love your show as always. How are you doing Thank today? you, Jan. I appreciate that. I'm good. How are you? Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, still upset about the Knicks losing. Uh, before we get started, uh, my condolences to Jim Brown's family. Um, excellent, great uh, NFL player. Okay, I'm not ready to give up on Julius Randle, and I'll tell you why. He played 77 games before he got injured. And I believe it was a regular season game against Miami where Bam Adebayo, I think, stepped on Julius's ankle. Mm -hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. And he was never the same after that in the playoffs. Now, who's to say that had he not gotten injured, his performance probably would have been better. Who knows? We don't know. Okay? So fans calling up saying – we got to get rid of him. I don't believe that. I, 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 I think we should keep him. Okay. And another thing, we need to get a three-point shooter, a consistent three-point scorer. I wouldn't mind us going after Van Vliet if he's available. I don't know how much we would have to give up to get him. But um, 
that's all I have to say. And thanks right, for Jim. taking my call. Yeah, yes, thanks for making the call. Well, look, here's the thing with Randall. If you're of the Nick, if you're in the portion of the Nick fan base who wants him out of here, come hell or high water, you have to realize going in, you are not going to get anywhere close to the value that he provides for you by trading him. Almost certainly. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a big groundswell of teams that are calling up the Knicks saying, hey, let's get us Julius Randle. Uh, so, and, and if you are moving him in some sort of trade, it's almost a certainty that you're going to be dealing him as like a distressed asset and you're going to have to take somebody else's distressed asset back. And that dr- distressed asset may be a whole lot worse. Like it's sometimes better to have the devil you know as opposed to the devil you don't know. The Jim Brown thing, I know people have been bringing this up, and it's absolutely true uh, with his passing yesterday. You know, best running back of all time, best football player of all time. He's on the short list of best American athletes of all time. I mean, he was an unbelievable lacrosse player. He revolutionized the the, the, the position of running back where defenses were being created to kind of to, to, to prevent him from just going off. Uh, there was one game, like, he was like one of these guys that just could do everything. He was a great baseball player. There was one game that uh, he kicked extra points. He kicked, like, six extra points. Uh, he, he's not just, like, a great football player. And you talk about certain positions, like greatest quarterback. He is the, the conversation as greatest running back. It's only a question of whether or not you're old enough to have seen him play. I'm not. So, for me, it would be probably Barry Sanders. But, you know, for people that are old enough to actually see Jim Brown play, He's the best running back of all time in the same way that Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. But I think it's even greater than that. When you, when you look at his career and his ability uh, in any sport, uh, he's really one of the greatest American athletes ever produced. And even though it's, you know, what is it, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to, is it John in New York? John, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, John. Hey, what's up? Listen, you said something very. I called for. I called to tell you a quick story about the, what happened with me with Miami Heat this week. But before I get to that, you said something very disturbing. Okay. You said that Mark Jackson, uh, basically, they got rid of him and got rid of Steve Kerr and they elevated. No, that's not what happened. They got rid of Mark Jackson because of his religious beliefs and his anti-gay slurs, and then they gave Steve Kerr gift wrapped a, a, a team that was already going to make it everywhere that Mark Jackson taught them to make it to. You no, they, like, they, 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 they like, changed their offense as a result. They changed, the pay, they changed their entire offensive approach. Kind of, sort of, but here's the thing. Before no, not kind of, sort of. Absolutely, positively. Okay, okay. So, so, I'm, not so sa- we'll I'm not saying we'll the first that point that you make didn't make part of it because there, is, uh, there, there was clearly a disconnect there in terms of his relationship with the front office. It seemed poisoned. Uh, so that certainly yeah. is part of it. But the other point, you can't even argue. I mean, he's not an offensive-minded coach. And, and you cannot argue that when they, they got rid of Mark Jackson and brought in Steve, Carr, Steve Kerr, that they went to a completely different level and played differently on offense. I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think Steve Kerr truly really coaches. Thing and those other side coaches coaches came in there and basically the offense, offensive three-point. You're, you're kind of breaking up here, that was, uh, uh He's an offensive He's an offensive three-point shooting guy that was never going to tell him not to pull the trigger. But, but listen, before I lose my time, let me, let me say this to you, what happened to me this week, right? All right. You hear me? Yeah, All I right, got listen, you. Listen, right? I, I, I opened a FanDuel account like Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Because uh-huh. regardless of what all of my partners and friends and everybody I said, hope you use promo code it. Gordon. Please tell me you did that, John, at the very I, least. I actually, I actually didn't because I knew no ah! promo codes. I knew oh, no man. promo codes. 
But let, but let me tell you what happened, right? I open up the FanDuel. Yeah. I put $100 in there because regardless of what anybody and my friend said, I knew Miami Heat was coming out of the East. It's okay. something special about Jimmy Butler. So now I open up the I open up the account. I put $100 in there. The only reason that I didn't bet the $100, I was going to bet 50 that they come out of the East and 50 that they win the whole chip. The only reason I didn't do it is because I was waiting for the next day, which was the day of game one, so so the um, odds could go up a little more, right? So the next day I go and I try to, um, you know, place my bet. My password that I literally use with any and everything ever is not working on a FanDuel. It, they, it, it, um, and, and I can't get in contact with anybody. And basically that chat thing is saying that my – that chat, you know how they try to resolve your issues with the chat. It's okay. saying that my email is wrong, but my email is not wrong. So I'm trying to get in contact. I'm waiting for these people to call me back. Nobody's ever called me back. I left a message, and I know they got uh, a lot going on, right? but it oh. may take some time. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, stand down with the heat, with the heat up by two, beating them at home, and now basically I never even. And and I think John also has. I think maybe we've, we've identified the problem, John. It's your cell phone. I think that might be. You don't have the face ID, John? By this point, you got to have the face ID. That, that makes everything much easier. Then you don't have to remember the same password. I know, those passwords are very... And, and it really does make you question things because sometimes you'll get a new password, you'll set it on, you know, you do it the way you set the new password, and then you go back to the app and you're like, oh, geez, what did I set the password as? I don't even remember sometimes. It really makes you start to wonder about your mental health. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. More of your phone calls. We'll update the Yankee game, some other stuff as well. As we lead you up till 6 o'clock, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. To announce his uh, bobblehead. Let's go to the phones. Let's do it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Zeke is in Jersey. Zeke, go, my man. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Gordon? I'm good. I just wanted to share something about these Knicks fans, man. Like, I hear all this about reconstructing the team, firing kids. We've overachieved. We've overachieved, as you said before. Yep. And I find it crazy that even with overachieving, we want to get rid of a coach We've been able to get something <laughs> from this team and this lineup yeah. that no one's been able to do. We cried about the tr- no, no trade with Spider Mitchell. And when we were about to go against the Cleveland Cavaliers, everyone doubted, oh, Spider Mitchell's going to kill us. We end up beating Spider Mitchell, which nobody thought was going to happen. We overachieve again. We go into the next round. We're fighting, fighting, fighting. You know, Julius did everything he could possibly do. And and he gave us a great season. He was he was a little humbled because of his ankle. He couldn't do what he wanted to do. Um, yes, it's frustration, but like for us to blow up the team, fire Tibbs, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. to me. I it mean, uh, what do you think? Proposition. Yeah, it's a ridiculous proposition. Uh, and look, Zeke, and thanks for the phone call. If you were, I don't think you can go into if you are looking to. Uh, progress from where they were here to the next step or the next stage. To me, the main thing is the Knicks can't be reliant on Julius Randle moving forward. It's now two postseasons that he has not been able to perform. I think the first one, we kind of gave him a pass because he had nothing to work with. 
I'm sure the ankle was uh, an issue to a certain degree, but he got worse as the playoffs went along. Uh, so I, I don't think that you can rely on him as, as being that second guy to Jalen Brunson. I think you have to figure out. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of him for, for pennies on the dollar. But I don't think that if you want to take that next step where you're a real contender for the Eastern Conference or at least the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't know that you can rely on him the way you rely on him to, to carry you sometimes during the regular season. He just does not seem like a guy that can perform that level in the postseason. And there's guys like that. So uh, I, I don't know how you, na- you navigate that moving forward. I don't think it's to blow it up. I don't think it's to trade away one of your most valuable players for pennies on the dollar. That's for sure. I don't think it's uh, firing the coach and blowing up the team and trading this thing and that thing. But, you know, Nick fans, uh, they, they've waited a long time for some success. And it's weird because they are – the large portion of them are satisfied with the season. They see it for what it was, a, a, a huge success. But that does not stop them from wanting to tweak. And sometimes the tweak is a sledgehammer. Mitch is in East Windsor. Mitch, go, my man. Hey, Gordon. Hey, Mitch. Um, geez, the Jimmy Butler is, is he's a fantastic player. What were the Sixers thinking? And if yeah. he played like this the whole year, I, I think they would have been a higher than an eight seed. So I guess injuries cut to I'm hoping to see an eight against Denver because Jokers, I think, should have won the first seed. I've been an MVP. He should have had three in a row. I mean, Embiid played well, but you got to say he missed less games, carry that team. I'm still waiting for Porter and Aaron Judge to break out. Not Aaron Judge, Aaron Gordon, excuse me. Aaron Judge is breaking out already. Yes, he is breaking Thanks out for sure. Court. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler has, um, is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and clearly, the uh, you talk about like sliding doors of things that could have went differently. Who knows how things would have went for Philadelphia if they would have uh, made sure to keep uh, Jimmy Butler. Who knows? Maybe uh, things would have turned out differently. You, you'd certainly think so. Like, maybe they might have been able to actually get past the, the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, maybe Doc Rivers is still there. Or maybe they're, they're not weighing what they're going to be weighing this offseason, which really, I mean, you have to think about it. Like, you, you did all this to get to – like, if anybody would have been able to tell you while they were going through the process – of losing and just giving away season after season after season that it will end up that you will not end up getting past the second round of the playoffs. That would, I don't think you would have made that trade. Yeah. I don't think you would have made that trade for sure. So uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the, the process, trust the process that is, it's already turned out to be a flop. And I kind of went back this week and just kind of try to, remember some of the parts of it and, and missteps along the way. You had the whole Brian Colangelo thing where he got fired for the whole thing with tweets, tweeting about the team with burner. I kind of forgot all that. There's been so much that transpired. And you'd have to think that the right, the right move for the Sixers is probably, if not to completely tear it down, to, to kind of remake things on the fly. But they're not going to do that. They're going to they're gonna go all in. So uh, it's probably a mistake, but... They've they've made their bed and they're going to sleep in it now. Hector is in Staten Island. Hector, next up on the Gordon Damer show. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, Hector. I want I wanted to ask you: Do you find a similarity between the Jets, the Knicks, the Mets, and even the Brooklyn Nets? Because they've had losing seasons so far. Their players aren't up to par. The scouts aren't that good, and also. The biggest thing that they have a problem is ownership. 
with the New York Knicks especially, who wants to play for the New York Knicks? Well, who I, really wants to play for the New York Knicks? I don't know. Jalen Brunson wanted to play for the New York Knicks. Considering that James Dolan still owns the team. He's not going to give up the team. And I, it's amazing, Hector. I, look, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and there's been plenty of criticism, and thanks for the phone call of James Dolan. And, and, and when the team is, is having embarrassing seasons and winning 20 games yeah, and, and over a long period of time, absolutely. The blame lies eventually with the owner. He owns the team. But he's hired Leon Rose. We might have questioned whether or not that was the right move at the time, but it, it looks like it's pretty good. It's certainly better than the alternative of the previous decade or so. And you're saying, who wants to play for the Knicks? Jalen Brunson wanted to play for the Knicks. He, he wanted to play for the Knicks, and that's turned out okay. And I would think that I, I don't know who wants to play for the Knicks. There's not a great free agent class this year. But I, I can tell you the list of players who would be willing to go to the Knicks is far greater now because the team is having success. So it really kind of tells you that if you hire the right people and, and let them do their thing, things can be okay. I, I don't think that anybody is saying, well, you know what, even though the Knicks won 47 games and won a playoff round and I could go there and maybe get them to the next level and maybe even beyond, I don't want to go there because the owner. I, I don't think that that's the case. Sean is in New Jersey. Sean, go, my man. Hey, I'm a born and raised diehard Sixers fan, and I hear you on the radio talking about Embiid. Take him. We don't want him. <laughs> that guy's no, a no. fraud. No, no, we, no, we don't want him. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. You're not getting Take rid of him that easy. Take him. <laughs> Take him. Take Tobias Harris while you're at it, too. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, we're definitely not doing that. No, no, and you're a stuck with Tobias Harris. Harris. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, Sean. Yeah, look, and I, 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 thanks for the phone call, man. Uh, yeah, they're kind of in a tough spot because they not only you, you don't want to just all of a sudden blow it up when you do you have had some level of success, but at what if if Harden does leave and goes back to Houston has been reported, and uh, now you're kind of stuck, right? I mean, you're paying Tobias Harris all that money, you got Embiid. It really does kind of see – it feels like it's kind of run its course. And after the way the playoffs flopped this year, and for Embiid to say that the firing of Doc Rivers caught him by – what? That didn't catch anybody's surprise. I'm sure it didn't even catch Doc Rivers by surprise. Yeah, the Sixers seem like they're in a really weird spot, but I don't see Daryl Morey being the type of guy who's just going to all of a sudden tear that down and, and start over. So uh, they're in a tough spot. Look – there's at least another team that the Knicks are in a better spot, and, and how they uh, go this offseason remains to be seen, but uh, the Knicks are always a hot topic of conversation. That's going to do it for us for today. Julian, Chantel, thanks as always. Thanks to all the callers. I will be back, uh, I believe, Monday night along with Larry Harsty, fresh off his vacation. So we'll see you on ESPN New York tonight on Monday night. Thanks to everybody, and we'll see you then. Damer, out. <laughs>